I never thought of myself as somebody that would like fitness for fitness sake. Mm-hmm. I now as an adult love it and I think I probably would have enjoyed it more including all of my athletic stuff if I had been given the right education. Yeah. I'm going to share a little piece of advice with you guys that I've been I've been thinking about talking to other people about, okay? I've been thinking about spreading the news on this, and it involves the biophilia effect. I I got like four or five plants in my room right now. Some of them are big, some of them are small. I even have fake plants. I'm looking at a candle holder with some palm trees on it. And the biophilia effect is real, man. I literally, today, or I was looking at this plant that I have. It's called a corn plant corn plant doesn't grow corn but it kind of looks like a palm tree also and it was dying because i was doing a bad job at watering it i wasn't exactly sure how much water to put in and i have another corn plant that was thriving and apparently i was watering them differently i'm not exactly sure but now i was i'm bringing the dying one back to life and it's sprouting new new palm things it's sprouting new things that the other one was doing and has been doing so what I'm trying to get across here is that plants are pretty amazing. They they give you an awesome vibe. They give you an awesome sense of, of touch to reality that, you know, you get lost in your day-to-day and you kind of just do this bullshit thing where you you go, you check your phone, you get your work done, you're grinding, you're hustling, blah, blah, blah. But you forget that, like, your friends exist. You forget that plants are a thing. You forget that nature is, is out there. You forget to actually go enjoy life and having some plants around you they actually bring you back down to earth and as i say this i'm talking directly to a plant i'm making eye contact with my plant next order of business as i digress is sponsors go check out hemp house goodies they have some bomb ass dank ass cbd they got drops they got gummies they got lotions they got coconut oils they got it all man they got recipes they have a kick-ass blog anyways check them out also jim's deli you know what it is with Jim's Deli. Do I have to say anything more? Go check out Jim's Deli. Go check them out. Today's guest is none other than Sam Breslin. Sam Breslin is a co-founder of Platform Athletics. PLT4M Platform Athletics. And they're a training program for high schools and colleges for sports programs across the United States. And what they do is they take high school teams they put them on a platform hence the name and they make it super easy for these players to track their performance they give them workouts they give the coaches the ability to to feed these kids different training regiments to in turn try to make them state champions conference champions or just champions in life there really there really isn't a better way to do it than that sam's a really interesting dude he was a semi-pro football player played division one at colgate he's a pretty rad guy and he's uh he works and founded a company that uh, employs a lot of my friends, which is pretty badass. I think there's like six, six maybe, four, five, six Whalen Warriors there, which is dope. And uh, they're pretty rad. They're, they're an awesome story, and I think you guys are going to dig Sam. So without further ado, go get yourself a plant, and let me present to you Sam Breslin. She was living in a single room with three other individuals. 
One of them was a male and the other two, well, the other two were females. God only knows what they were up to in there. And furthermore, Susan, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoke marijuana cigarettes. Reefers. All right, so we're at Platform Headquarters in Framingham, Mass, right? That's right. And uh, they just moved in here and with Sam Breslin, who is the... Co-founder uh, and one of the uh, original idea men behind the platform, uh, but now just a member of a 10-person team. Nice. Dude, so platform started when exactly? Oh, man, the idea uh, and the, the legal entity that was Platform Athletics started in 2012, um, but as it exists today, um, we're really about two and a half, three years old uh, as the company exists today. Uh, it's begun more as a passion project and a side hobby thing. Um, but uh, you know the, the team that you see here um, and the company that exists uh, on a day-to-day -day, uh, really didn't begin until uh, 2016, fall of 2016. Nice. Yeah, so like a lot of the people in our networks probably know what platform is because we have our networks overlap. You and I went to the same high school different years, whatever, but yeah. a lot of people here also went to our high school, too. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. To, uh, I mean, it's been a blessing in disguise to have a network of people that uh, you know and trust and uh, you kind of know beyond the uh, professional resume that somebody might submit to your company. You know them on a personal level and you know you can trust them, and that's been huge for us because uh, a small team like this, every single person is an MVP, so... Uh, that's, the only, that's the only way you can uh, you can grow a small company like that, and we've been really lucky with the people that we've uh, we've added over the last two years. Nice. So, platform is more or less like a it's a physical training performance tracking system, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and there there is really no wrong way to say it or even right way these days because it's it's so new um, and kind of amorphous in what it is. But uh, what we like to call it is an online fitness education um, platform. Um, for athletics and physical education um, in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to provide a holistic fitness education for all uh, kids that go through high school uh, and then for those that are, are working to um, compete in athletics, uh, an outlet for performance training, um, the knowledge, the tools, the experience, as well as the programming to uh, be the best version be the best version of themselves uh, because at that level, generally speaking, you don't have somebody that is a full-time strength and conditioning coach that has the one, uh, requisite knowledge, and two, the time to train everybody. So we're trying to bridge that gap so that everybody has the same experience that uh, you might get at a next level school that has somebody that's full-time or uh, at the next level if you were to play athletics in college. Yeah, I talk about that a lot because like, obviously I play lacrosse and I, even the trainers on my school, no offense, didn't really know what they were doing. And like in high school, I had no idea what I was doing when I was training. I was like bench pressing, right? And how many times do I bench press anything in lacrosse? Right, you well, the, the crazy thing about it is uh, you're not wrong that even at the next level, um, the, the hole is large mm -hmm. uh, with regards to um, just really good um, experienced and then more importantly pervasive strength and conditioning or just fitness knowledge um, because it's, it's not a profession that has a lot of uh, 
high-end experts, uh, and there are a lot of places that need it. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the, the colleges, even at the D1 level, I mean, we had a, we had a great strength coach at, at Colgate, but uh, you, you'd say that uh, even compared to today's day and age, that was probably behind the eight ball as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're hoping to kind of solve that at the high school level because that's woefully inadequate. I mean, we've done, we've done the research, and then even that um, – people that report as having or being a strength and conditioning coach at the high school level is less than 25% of all high schools. And then, so you can imagine that if 75 plus don't even have a human being that is considered as such, that you're missing out on something because everybody is either being required to uh, learn and or perform fitness in PE. And we all know if we played athletics in high school, like you're, you're told you should go work out. Yeah. But what do you do? Yeah, who's actually like showing you what? Yeah, we, 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 not only that, like, yeah, you can somebody, you can, I mean, and then what happens is most kids go online, they like Google lacrosse program mm-hmm. and they get one off stack.com or wherever the kid, and that's all well and good. And like the programming is, we can argue that till we're blue, blue in the face. What you're supposed to be doing is, I care more about, are you doing it right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's some basics that you can do that every athlete can do that's going to make you a better athlete. You can squat, you can push, you can pull, you can lunge, you can hinge and all those great things. But doing them correctly is the big yeah. gap. Mm-hmm. Um, I was benching and squatting in high school, and I did neither of them correctly yep. at all. Yeah. Uh, and we cleaned because we did BFS, mm-hmm. but I also didn't know what a clean was in the truest sense of it, um, as I do now, which is really the revel- uh, revelation we had was, um, as a part of uh, the inception of platform is realizing that it was the it was the education. It was kids that want to be better will. Mm-hmm. will learn they will they will dive in but you actually have to be given a really comprehensive education because as you know now like things you know about fitness now compared to what you used to know Dude, it and believe the game. and yeah. believe yeah well that's the that's the thing is like man you know i wish i had this back in the day mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot of us when i was in high school that were really into um just playing football and then track and other things and we uh we went and spent every day in the gym now I'm realizing how much time I wasted. I benched yeah. like four times a week, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, as you said, not only is it the least uh, functional of all of the, the, the movements with regards to sports performance, I did it four times a week. Right. Which <laughs> completely goes against everything you're supposed to do. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, we're really just trying to um, be that bridge um, to the high school athlete and student because, I mean, uh, even if you're not engaged in athletics, I think you should be, um, given a, a very comprehensive and holistic uh, fitness education, you can make your own decision whether or not you want to be engaged with it beyond class time is, is on you. Um, but I think in today's uh, world, it's probably the biggest lesson that's missing in mm-hmm. education, um, hence obesity rates and diabetes and, and all of the other issues that are uh, facing society today. But um, I I never thought of myself as somebody that would like fitness for fitness sake. Mm-hmm. I now as an adult, love it and I think I probably would have enjoyed it more including all of my athletic stuff if I had been given the right education yeah so uh, that's kind of where we're we're, we're trying to live and and be for uh, for high school kids across the country nice so you said you mentioned that in high school you're playing football and all that take like a step back back to when did you graduate 2004 four yep yeah so like start somewhere around there and just like talk about 
your sports path, right? And what sure. led you to what, like fitness for fitness sake now? Yeah, um, well, I, the passion for football has, has been since, I think I, I begged my dad to find me a Pop Warner team because uh, in when I was in third grade, second grade, because Wayland didn't have one back then. So mm-hmm. I had to go to LS, Lincoln Sudbury to play. Uh, played all through elementary and middle school, uh, and then started uh, high school football freshman year. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been in love with football ever since. I uh, played all four years of high school. I went and played a year of uh, football at uh, Northfield Mount Hermon for a PG year. Mm-hmm. Then I went and played four years at Colgate University, which was a really nice blend of the academics and the D1 football lifestyle, where I learned a lot about football, played both sides of the ball. Um, and then actually is where I met my co-founder, Alex. He was my quarterback, I was a wide receiver. Uh, we had a lot of great times together, and then me and him actually went overseas and played football together in Finland, of all oh, places. Uh, yeah, so yep. uh, that was a really wild uh, world experience. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I got hurt, unfortunately. Um, it was a blessing in disguise in one sense in that it, it brought me to coaching because they actually kept me on as a coach there mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to sending me home uh, and voiding the contract. But um, What was the level of football in Finland like versus like D1? Uh, I, I'd say it was probably more, it would trend more towards like a, a general D2 football program in, uh, in the States. Um, there were some teams in the league, so it was like a national Finnish league. It was one of the leagues that kind of fell into place or at least rose to prominence when NFL Europe disbanded. So mm-hmm. like anybody that was looking for uh, that level of football over there. I'd say it was kind of like a D2, but there were some teams that were, I'd say, a Colgate level uh, <laughs> that we went in and, and got smacked by. But then there were other teams that were like D2, D3. And you know, it was it was a lot of fun. It was really the um, the coaching that was the difference. There's all the same. I mean, yep. you, you're going to get the same amount of athletes anywhere in the world, but they right. didn't grow up with football. Mm-hmm. And the coaches weren't as... Uh, well-experienced, well-educated, um, so communicating the game was probably the hardest part, uh, but that was what it was actually kind of fun, because like I said, I, I turned to coaching, because I, I shattered my wrist badly enough that I was just there, like, you, you physically can't play. Oh, shit, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like, I mean, I'm, oh, it, oh my god, it doesn't even work anymore, Yeah. so um, and I have to have it all cut out at Are some there point. plates and screws and stuff in there? Uh, unfortunately, no, I opted for no surgery, which has been the problem, because now I need to have like half the bones of my wrist removed. Damn. So, anyway, <laughs> but like I said, you brought me to coaching, and then um, when I came home, uh, Coach P, who you know, mm-hmm. uh, was my high school coach, was like, "Hey, do you want to try coaching?" And I was like, "Before I'd gotten a job, I was still 22 or whatever the case may be." I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, screw it." Took one fall to be like, "Okay, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy this." So um, I've been doing that. This is my tenth year coaching uh, football this fall, which is crazy. Um, so, like, when you. So after I stopped playing lacrosse, I started coaching, right? Mm-hmm. And I coached at Babson for my first coaching gig. Yep. And I remember I was sitting on the sidelines, and I was like, I fucking hate this. I was like, because it was the level that I stopped playing at, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, all I want to do is be out there. And I looked at their team, and I'm like, the player they need is like a good attacker. And that's what I am. And I'm like, this just hurts. And then I went back to high school. Right? Yeah, I think it helped that maybe I was, I was doing the, the high school thing. Um, I think also, I mean, unfortunately, I, and it was not easy for me to do, but when I was in Finland, getting over the fact that, like, I mean, I knew I was never going to be able to play anything athletically ever again. Because of the wrist? Yeah, I, I can't do anything. I can, I can barely hold a pencil. Um, oh, shit. So, um, like, it hurts to hold my phone at night if I'm, like, laying in bed. So I knew that pretty quickly. And then the cool thing was, though, and I don't know if it was – you know, chicken or egg, was it because I knew I wasn't going to play or what? Um, I found pretty quickly I actually enjoyed coaching more. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, 
yes, absolutely. Would I like to be on a field? Yeah. 100%. Um, but I think I liked um, seeing other you know, kids that were me. I mean, it was the same school. I'm the only few years older than them. And it was like me looking, it was like me looking in a mirror to just to the, the past and the, seeing them succeed. And uh, Ian Bonner, who now works with us, and he's a peer of mine. <laughs> um, I coached him as senior. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's you cool. know, putting in a play that he did in a certain way that we had talked about all week and they score a touchdown. Like, that, yeah, for that's... me, I enjoyed more than scoring a touchdown mm-hmm. in, in high school and college. So, um, there, I, 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 I do agree. There is an element of me. Like, it's, it's hard to let the game go, but I found a different way to hold on to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, love, I love the science behind football. I think maybe even more than the physical act of playing it. Yep. I, like, I like the X's and O's a lot. Um, so... Um, that's been what I've kind of enjoyed the last, you know, 10 years. Um, so, uh, I've, yeah, football has been since, uh, the last 20 years of my life. Yeah. So, uh, still going strong somehow. I still love, still love the Pats. Still, I went and saw Colgate play Army uh, over the weekend. You know, I, I somehow I can't get it up. But. Yeah, dude, once it's in the blood, once the athleticism's there, you're never going to... Hard to let it go. You're never going to stop. I remember when I was, I stopped playing... And I was in the gym one time, like the year after I graduated. And I'm looking in the mirror, I'm like wearing all my sweats from college. And I'm like, why am I even training right now? I'm like, I don't have anything. But then you like, you, you need to flip your mindset, right? You, you have to find something yeah. because the, it's, you your entire life has been like, you work to a, a date or a point or a level. And then you see how that goes and then you work to the next one. Yep. Um, and I, that's, I have to do that. Like I go through spurts of like what I'm training for. Is it like? This type of fitness, that mm-hmm. type of fitness, it's strength cardio, just because I need something like a goal right. regularly, uh, because I'm so used to that. It used to be like you know, football ends and you have all right, camp starts next August. Yep. Let's get ready. I gotta get faster. I gotta get stronger. Gotta get bigger. Whatever. Gotta get stronger. Gotta get faster. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. It was. It's a weird transition, but then like once you find it, once you figure out your new mindset, it, it works again. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You find that you can uh, you can kind of dive into a lot of different things that same way. The competitive edge that. Uh, people love about athletics. You can you can find in a lot of other places in life, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I always thought, thought myself lucky that I can find them in other ways because mm-hmm. um, I don't think everybody necessarily does. But I, it's it's I've, I've I've found ways to uh, keep myself motivated. Yeah. Well, um, business, right? So you like exactly. start a business, you bring that mindset. You, you go, hey, here's a project. Let's give it a shot, yeah. and you see just how far you can take it. And then it's really, I mean, it, when push comes to shove, it's all about winning. Mm-hmm. Is this going to succeed? You know, and then like you change your mind about what succeeding is. I, mean, I can say, yeah, we've succeeded, but now I'm like, no, 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 it's not going to be until we hit this point or right. that point or this, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, business has become a big part of that, and just you know, platform and you know, this is our this is our team. Yeah. So uh, you know, having teammates, it's not a solo thing. It's 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 all very comparable. Mm-hmm. So all right, so you graduate Colgate, go play in yep. Europe. Yep. <clears throat> then at what point did you and it's Alex, Alex right? yes, Alex. What point did you and Alex be like have a sit down and you're like, dude, we should well, do we, this? Yeah, so uh, I forget. It was, uh, I, I think, maybe my second year coaching, um, I basically just kind of became the de facto strength guy just because we didn't really have a program or anything like that at, at the high school. And, you know, I just left Colgate and we had a program. And I was like, I think I can at least deliver some sort of element of that to our guys and I think mm-hmm. they would eat it up and it happened to be the group that you know ended up going to Super Bowl so they were very motivated so it was a good timing um, and you know spent the whole year doing that and Coach B at one point was like hey man I really appreciate you taking all the time to do this and I was like yeah no problem I, was like, I enjoy it um, out of curiosity like what does everybody else do like, 
yeah. what other teams do. And he's like, not much, really. Like, I know Ike and Barksdale, they just tell them to go lift, and they go to the gym on their own. Yep. Interesting. Like, I feel like there's got to be a better <laughs> way. Um, and I had that idea, and honestly, I actually added it, the idea, like, probably 2010 or 2011. And, uh, but then, um, all of a sudden, it was like a year later, and I got a call from Alex. I was in Southie on, like, a Marathon Monday, actually. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, so so you banged up. I was, I, was, I, was, I was in a very creative mindset, let's yep. say. Um, and... Uh, he, uh, he was like, hey, so I talked to our buddy, our mutual friend, Colby. He's like, he said you had an idea that I just apparently had like a couple weeks ago about strength conditioning for mm-hmm. high schools. And we at this point, it was just high school football uh, programming, you know, bringing that level of training to the, the average high school football program that generally just doesn't happen. They, you know, they have a coach that opens a weight room and says go lift yep. and knows that you should squat or bench or whatever and he buys BFS or whatever those cards were that we used to buy that comes with nothing else and we were like I think I think we could probably try to make a better answer to that and it, we, we came up with the idea of uh, a platform honestly looking back now I don't even remember where the inspiration for the name came from it ended up being a double meaning of like a software platform and also where you lift you know, a rack is also called a platform right so we put those two together um but uh we came up with the idea in 2012 and registered the the business name and you know got a bank account and we uh we actually went to his dad first for our seed round essentially yep. um for a loan and put a bunch of our money in and then more money than we thought we would need. It's always that way, right? Yeah, yeah. so that was the biggest <laughs> lesson in business I've learned is you always need more than you think you do. Um, and we spent the next year hiring out a third-party web development company, which turned out to be a scam. This guy was fronting as a company, and he wasn't. He was just a contractor that contracted out to everybody else, and mm-hmm. he went bankrupt like a year and a half in, and we were kind of stuck. And So you just had like a half-built... Platform. We, platform. We, well, we, we released one after a year, and we realized, like, wow, it took us a year to get to this point, and this point is basically, like, it looked like it was built in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It, it barely did anything we wanted it to do, but it was enough to at least technically go to market. It was as MVP as you get as a, you know, market viable product, uh, minimal viable product, but um, we actually had some customers, which was shocking. That's pretty sick. You sold something, right? Without, is... without trying. Like they came to us, like it was like Scott knew somebody and they bought it without talking to us. And then we went to a clinic, somebody bought it, went to another clinic, somebody bought it. We're like, okay, all right, well, yep. you know, at least it, it's moving uh, very slowly uh, because we were both working. Um, and um, the next year, we put every dollar that we earned back in because we realized that what we should have done is create an even smaller product, mm-hmm. test it with a bunch of people, yep. see what their feedback is, get real users' feedback, because we just kind of guessed on everything. We tried to go for broke the first time. Yep. Realized never works. that's not how you do it. Yeah. Uh, we didn't know. I mean, was, our inexperience has been a both blessing and a curse because we don't think know anything's impossible, and we also just treat everything as common sense now, but we've also made them missteps that if you read one book, Yep. Be like, don't do that. Yeah, that's what uh, they tell you. They're like, build something as small as you possibly can and make sure like people actually want it. Yeah, but they, you're like, that's this feature and this feature right. and this feature, yeah. and then you end up not using Totally missed the iterative features. design process yeah. uh, the first time around. Um, but luckily, we kind of backed our way into it a little bit longer than it would have normally taken, but we did it uh, by accident, essentially, um, in that we spent the next year revamping it. Now we were working with 
the guy that had been contracted out by the guy that we had hired, he stayed on and we were paying him oh, direct. So you skipped the middleman. So, well, and, and thank God. So this guy, turns out he's now our CTO and he works in Chicago. And really? So, yeah. It, it, oh, that's very, cool. Uh, very roundabout way of finding a, a good development team, which now we have six people in the Ukraine managed by him in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, um, we... Um, we put some more money into it um, and finally got to something that we would consider like what probably should have been our real first like release to the market beyond testing. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, Dana Sherry, another yep. an alum and somebody who was living in my house at the time, coaching high school football, was uh, going to go to get his MBA in the following summer. So we had nine months. We were like, you know what? We're going to see if this thing's for real. We're going to go full time. Dana, we're going to hire you, help sell it because we neither of us knew sales. Um, and he was from Oracle and then Rapid7, something like that. He had been sales guy for however many years. Um, and we spent nine months and we ended up signing up something like 120 high schools across the country, just doing a little bit of email marketing and online demos with data. And it was enough uh, to basically pad the resume so that we could actually think about raising money formally, which mm-hmm. we did with a group called Genis, which is, yet again, Wayland connections. Yep. It's uh, Alex, Jenny, his father, a couple of kids that he played Dartmouth football with together. Uh, Rod Fletcher, also Wayland uh, father. Um, they had a company that is basically called kind of like an incubator accelerator for sports startups. Which is, that's like that's I mean, like that's marriage made in heaven. Yeah, perfect synergy. Um, and we raised money in the fall of 2016. Uh, I think I have the dates right. Um, and that was a Talk about an eye-opening process, um, but uh, we did that, and then our first kind of order of business is we hired um, Big Shocker, I guess maybe the entire theme of today's talk, uh, two ex-21 football players, yep. one being J.C. Murtaugh, who I had coached him and his brother, and Ian Bonner, who I had coached, as well as all of his brothers. Yep. Um, both, one, J.C. just got graduated, uh, came in as a business development rep, and uh, Ian, we hired as the uh, director of sales. He'd been at Oracle for two two years, I think, three years maybe, um, and he was killing it. And we, it took it was hard. We we had to really sell him, but we got him, and that changed the game for us dramatically. Dude, I remember I was in my bedroom and I got a call from Ian, and he's like, he's like, hey, can I talk to you about something? And I'm like, yeah. And he like he's like, I think I'm gonna leave Oracle. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. Like Breslin called me and like he gave me the pitch on platform and like, do you have any like advice? And I'm like. Do it. I was like, <laughs> just get out of Oracle. Like, yeah. Just, just I, I go. Mean, <laughs> that, and, you know, it's it's funny because, like, that's when it, it's hard for us because me and, me and Alex are always like, why, why wouldn't you try this? Right. This is this is awesome. Yeah. But from the outside looking in, it's just, it's it's still one of those things that, like, you know, for us, all I see is everybody here, if you're if you're talented enough that we want you, mm-hmm. this, this company could go up under tomorrow. You're all going to get phenomenal jobs because you're all really talented people and now your resume is even bigger. Right. You're, you're a couple of years older, you're going to get a higher <laughs> paying job, you're going to get a higher uh, level experience job, etc. Uh, but it is tough because, I mean, you're coming into an unknown and at that point we were working out of a tiny shoebox smaller right. than this conference room in our current no office. No shit. This room's like was at, 10 by 10. <laughs> and, oh yeah, and I yeah. think we were, it was actually, no, it was 20 by 10, 200 square feet. And you had how many people in there? Like, well, eventually we got up to, if you count interns this summer before we were, we were trying like hell to move in here, we got up to like eight or nine. In like a 20 by 10 space? People oh. were working in the kitchen. So it was in CrossFit <laughs> Tilt, which was my buddy. 
um, and a Wayland actually guy that uh, LJ DiCarlo was the uh, the other half of that uh, management. Um, him and Max went into that gym together. Now I have three gyms, um, but we we moved in there just Alex and I and, and Dana, and that blossomed into Alex I E N J C, which became Alex I E N J C Doug. Non-football, but Wayland yep. alum that graduated from Trinity, also like JC, who had been a swimmer, mm-hmm. um, brought him in, and then um, we grew another one when Taylor came on board, which was a friend of a Bryant connection of Ian mm-hmm. um, as our marketing director, and then this summer we had Colin, who was a strength coach from uh, most recently Wentworth, but also Fordham, and he had played football and ran track at Syracuse, and we just kind of started growing. Uh, and we desperately needed a new office. So we yep. raised money again this past spring, uh, mostly because of the personnel and obviously location issues. Uh, we wanted to hire more people and we wanted to move. Um, and now we're here, which has been um, also a very headache-filled process, but a lot of fun too. So uh, yeah, there's, it's nice to be here. There's potential here. Like yes. you look at this place and you're like, this looks like a place where you guys should be versus like a shoebox, yes. right? Yes, oh yeah. my God, the difference walking in here compared yeah. to where we were is, uh, but I yeah, can't say anything bad about it because it was two years of CrossFit Tilt that gave us the, the launching pad to do everything we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And we got, you know, the cool thing is we had free memberships and we had run of the gym. Max, Max, work, Max works for us too. So yeah. he's the one you see in all the videos. Um, and uh, it was somehow we backed our way into a lot of really nice partnerships and, and situations. Very probably unconventional even in the unconventional world of startups. But uh, as you probably know, there is no real right way to do it and yeah. sometimes it's just right place right time and, and right people mm-hmm. you get the right people and you know the right people if you have the right relationships with people you're you're pretty golden so um, yeah we're now we're in quote unquote platform HQ which is a pretty cool thing to say yeah sick um, and yeah it's got a lot of potential we're you know we're in a lot more space than we need right now but we have you know the next five years here theoretically so true um, hopefully everything just continues on the up yeah. and we can see where it goes we'll we are excited when the actual gym element gets in. Yeah, there's like a big space. If anyone is trying to visualize it, it's, yeah. like a, it's a giant rectangle, and like one end has this open space where the gym's going to go. Yes, yeah, uh, it's a, it's an old mill, uh, which is a cool, very startup, startup-ish location. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be kind of half office, half gym, so we can film all of our demo and instructional videos, which goes mm-hmm. along with that fitness education product that we <laughs> that we offer. So yeah, uh, yeah, we're very excited. So I feel like. You and I came from the same like time period, right? Where like we saw everything before technology, sure. And then now we're living in a time where it's With like it's only. that's that's all we do. So like you witnessed all the pain points of like going through high school football and probably a lot of college football without like a real. I didn't have a cell phone in high school, so. right? <laughs> and then now like you're like you were able to build a platform that now you know you can use because you have a smartphone, but you also know what kids are looking for because that's what, exactly what you were looking for. Well, and it's, I think the biggest thing for us is not only that we had kind of lived through it ourselves um, in the sense that you know we were those athletes. I think what's been more powerful for us is everyone here coaches high school athletics in mm-hmm. some fashion. So um, while I don't pretend to know kids the same as I as when I was one, um, we at least experience the day-to-day for kids and coaches. Yep. So it's a lot easier for us to be like, okay, well, this would make sense in the product that's serving this pe- this group of people. Mm-hmm. And I also think it means a lot for any customer of ours, whether they're a PE teacher or a football coach or a volleyball coach or whatever, to know that the person on the other end of the line like had practice yesterday. Right. And they get it. They're yeah. like, oh, this kid that's got this problem. And you're like, I understand. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, and that goes a long way. 
Um, and it, it drives everything we do from product to marketing to just uh, customer support. I mean, we're probably over the top with our customer support. We try to be 24-7 text, phone. Which, that's what you need to do in tech, sort of like you're competing with these 100%. giant tech companies who like just I, outsource to India, right? I like, hate when I call somebody and it's not yeah. somebody that could potentially be on the road. So mm-hmm. we're not going to do that. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I think, and, and the crazy thing was like when we first came up with the, the idea of the website, like app had no that was not part of the map really i mean so we're 2012 you think about it like that was like only big time companies had apps true i think that's what i got like instagram back when like no one knew what instagram was in like 2012 right, right? like I, I think even twitter was still young at that mm-hmm. like it was it was the kind of the the forage we didn't th- it wasn't like the, in the world today now it's like you have a company it almost doesn't matter what you do you need to have an app right but before like we 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 survived shockingly without an app until we didn't have one until last fall it was all web-based now we had our web apps that you yep. could download and it was all mobile optimized no formal native app yeah but dude, this is like perfect for an app you log on it's yes. like customized to you so yeah it, that's, cool. and that's where we live now i mean it is uh 100 um ios and android apps uh, and that's the easiest and most uh, useful uh, element of the tool but we still have all the even the, the web versions even a little bit more robust with all of the different like analytics and reporting that you mm-hmm. can do and stuff but the yeah the apps that, that's a game changer and it is funny to be um, a company that is this full app after um, being a, a high school athlete that didn't have a cell phone mm-hmm. i was just getting yeah. uh, handed out uh, cardboard print out of bigger faster stronger workout right like stick it in your backpack and yeah. you're like, oh, and shit that, like i can't read my it says deadlift and i'm like you know i'm not really sure what to do with <laughs> i assume it up. means you pull it off the ground but that's mm-hmm. all i know uh whereas now i can be like all right well wonder what deadlift is do you want a you know 10 oh, second right. demo video do you want a two minute explanation video do you want a 10 minute teaching and you can click in the app and like see what yeah I mean, and it'll have the video pop right up and it'll talk about it and, that's sick yeah i mean and that's again like you know i think it's important that uh, like a high school kid gets a great program for uh, athletics, but I think more importantly, a good program done well is better than a, a great program done poorly. Mm-hmm. Like if you do the things that you're gonna do well, if you know what you're doing, I'd rather you spend a half an hour doing something really, really well than an hour doing a bunch of things not at all. Like, right. Uh, you know, when I used to see kids clean and deadlift when I came in, I was like, oh my. Yeah. One, you're gonna hurt yourself. Two, you're also not getting much out of your right. workout. They're just willing the weight from the ground all yeah. the way up to like some weird shoulder not, position. Not right? gaining anything. Yeah. So um, everything we do, I mean, there's every workout has. A, I mean, it could be a 500 word brief if you want to read it and understand what, why, when, how. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So you got you got the app. You have an office now that's like supporting a 10 person team, right? Yeah. What's like your next five years look like until you move out of this place? Yeah, I mean, really, uh, not to be, uh, be cliche, but the, right now the, the entire motive, uh, the entire process is just about growth. Um, you know, the tech ed industry is not exactly something that moves super, super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we're growing quickly, um, it, it's, it's a very, incremental process you're going school to school you're um, dealing with budgets and 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 and, you know budget cycles so um, even while everything's going great it's still going to be a few years before um, you know let's there's like 45,000 secondary schools in the in the country even if you call it 25,000 of you know accurate you know real attainable market I think 
us plus any of our very kind of uh, similar or dissimilar uh, competitors, there's maybe 1,500, 2,000 people using anything. Mm -hmm. And that's even been in the last three, four years. So it's going to take some time and we just need to get in front of as many schools and see if we can get as many people as possible using the platform product. So right now it's just about growth. Uh, we have the team we need. We've kind of put all the pieces in place. Now it's time to go get it. Cool. Can like individuals use it if I wanted to just download it? So, so I... not yet. Um, we we've talked about that kind of ad nauseum. Um, the the reason that we, we we think that there is a at least a potential there, uh, especially for kids that are in high school use platform and then leave high school. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not playing athletics in college, but they want to do something. They want right. to continue what they've been doing. Um, the issue is that there is some some work to be done on there, and then it's a different market, and it's a market that is flooded. Right. with other products mm -hmm. um, so I think we will eventually at some point that's 100% part of our, our plan um, the issue is just you know when is it worth the squeeze right when is the juice worth the squeeze so um, figuring out when that happens right now like when people like yourself or, or, or other you know, former players or even athletes at other schools that we don't know that ask like hey can I download this we'll just add them to test accounts and yeah. let them use it you know, we don't want to just say hey sorry you can't use yeah, this stuff anymore that's um, but it's like it's true you're going for schools and yeah programs, we, we right? want to get in front of as many high school kids as physically possible mm -hmm. and then eventually we'll have the ability to say hey if you're interested in you know keeping up after graduation go ahead and download it for uh, eight bucks a month or ten bucks, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be um, but uh, yeah right now no but it's in, it's it's in the works cool all right so We'll wrap this up with a little like 2020 vision looking back in, in hindsight, right? So if you were, uh, if you had it for me, if I was you, mm -hmm. right? But I was 2012. Yep. What would you tell yourself? Oh man. Like well, a piece of advice. One, raise money before you start the company. Okay. Why? Uh, apparently it's easier to get the money before you've even proven that it works. Huh. Uh, because the moment you start, Everybody looks at like, well, what have you actually done? What business have you done? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter really that you've bootstrapped everything. It doesn't matter that you, if you're profitable or not. If you're only making 50k a year because you're both working uh, other jobs or whatever, hard to sell that to. Right. They're like, well, well, you've been doing this for two years and it's only 50 grand. Well, yeah, well, we haven't really been doing it. Whereas mm -hmm. opposed to like, you go to you know a group of people with the idea and the potential of the market, you're gonna have a better chance of one raising what you want to raise and two as we talked about then you actually have the ability to do that in a good process mm -hmm. you can say we don't have to go for broke the first time mm -hmm. we don't have to immediately make our money back it's all right let's get something out there let's test it um and then let's let's polish it i think we could have condensed 2012 to 20 almost 17 into maybe a year or two really yeah i, I think and again, because it all worked out for us because we weren't, it wasn't full time, we weren't relying on it, and mm -hmm. it was kind of a side thing. But if I knew going in, I was like, hey, we're going to go full time from the very beginning, and this is how quickest to get there. You need money, mm -hmm. and you need a runway of time to kind of get to where you need to be in terms of being able to sell the product that you actually want. Um, never would have thought that we needed as many people as we do to make it all work and you never really realize how much money it requires um, to just get something off the ground mm -hmm. uh, so yeah i would have raised money early and i would have uh, just avoided all of those kind of lags that turned a, an idea in 2012 
what the product exists now is not far from what our first idea was. Mm -hmm. And I think, one, we didn't realize how long it would take to get to where you actually have a product that uh, reflects the idea that you have. And two, I think if we had done it the right way or, or had planned ahead, we could have collapsed that in half. Gotcha. Um, so, um, again, I, I don't think we, I would change anything in the sense that, like, oh, no, I wouldn't do this or I would do this. I think I would have just approached it um, with the idea in mind that um, if you're going to do it, do it. Right. But that's, like, the wiser you looking back, yeah, of right? Course. Like, that's and not the gunslinger. Who, who knows? If I had, if we had done that, maybe it wouldn't have worked. Right. Because if, if we got to this point, it's hard to argue against it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what I think. I think it would have worked out yeah. as well, but faster. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Cool. Anything else you want to get across or teach the people? No, I just, uh, you know, I think uh, every time we, we talk to anybody, uh, we always try to be um, kind of uh, over the top about what the, the true mission is. It's just, you know, the, the things that I wish I had in high school about uh, that I've learned since, you know, we're not a CrossFit company, but doing CrossFit, I've really liked the education aspect of learning how you're supposed to move, what health and fitness is, how you can better yourself. I wish I had that in high school. And that's, that's really all we're trying to do. Right. And, you know, whether it be a high school football player or just a kid trying to get in shape that likes fitness, um, I think everybody should have exposure to that. Uh, and that's kind of our goal is to just get in front of many, as, as many high school kids. And if you can motivate one in every school, that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. you motivate 10, that's huge. Right. So uh, that's, really, that's really what we're out here for. Obviously, we want to succeed in business, but that's really the underlying motivation. Gotcha. So where can they find you? Plug, time to plug your... So, uh, yeah, and this is... Uh, it's, 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 been a point of contention for some people. It's PLT4, the number M, mm -hmm. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, we had started as Platform Athletics, and our Twitter handle was Twitter handle was PLT4M because that was as close as I could get. Mm -hmm. And that actually ended up being the thing that people remember best. So we turned that into our uh, company. Yeah, yeah. So it's catchy. That being said, yeah. we get. PLT 4AM, yeah. we get platform 14. It's bizarre the, the different combinations we get, but it's PLT 4M and it's pronounced platform. There you go. Easy go enough. follow them at PLT 4M. Appreciate it. Yeah, cool. All right, nice work. Hey, thanks, man. All right, we're good out. to be here. Mm -hmm. And that, my friends, was Sam Breslin. Pretty rad dude, huh? Yeah, he's uh. He's a smart guy. He's he's crushing it right now. He's crushing it. So go check those guys out. The uh, the next thing I want to get off my chest before this podcast ends is our sponsors. I want to shout out Hemp House Goodies. Hemp House Goodies is a kick-ass CBD company, and they have Unreal CBD. It's dope. It's literally grown from dope from California. Hemp farms that are legally grown on the 2018 Farm Bill, and now they sell CBD. You can check them out at Hemp House Goodies. Also... Shouts to Big Jimbo down at Jim's Deli in Brighton. What day is it? If you just answered Tuesday, shit, Monday or Thursday, get there. Go get the pot pie. I'm just waiting for the first freaking person to come back and say, Yo, dude, I got the pot pie and it was bomb. You're so right. No shit. I don't just keep talking about it for no reason. God damn it. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. I love you. I love you guys so much. So does Troy. So does Dan. So does Scott. I bet you Sam, he loves you too. Because you just listen to him talk for like, I don't know, what was that, 35 minutes, 40 minutes? Peace out. Check out the stuff. Check out the social handles. At Jumpsuit Steel. That's me. At US Marijuana. 
That's usmarijuanadispensaries.com. At Hemp House Goodies, that's the CBD company. Go check them all out. Have yourself a little fling. Have yourself a little day on Instagram. Go down a black hole. Live a little bit. Go get a plant. Fuck. Go get a plant. Forget everything I just said. Peace out.